So, welcome back to another episode of Yes. And we're gonna go through another book summary Brain Rules by John Medina, Medina, whatever, um, from Ivalu Durmonsky on the Durmonsky.com site. I for. I was looking for something else, uh, another summary, um, Epictetus Manual for Life, I think it is called, it is, and this is a fact, a book by Epictetus, and I have reviewed his site before, I do remember, and I don't know, I think it is good, it's relatively short summaries you can find here, but we will see. This is a comprehensive summary of the book Brain Rules, 12 Principles for Surviving and Thriving at Work, Home and School by John Medina. Covering the key ideas and proposing practical ways for achieving what is mentioned in the text. Written by book fanatic and online librarian Ivai Lo, which is I-V-A-Y-L-O, Durmonsky, D-U-R-M-O-N-S-K-I. Supporting members get full access. Um, yes, yeah, so it is two lessons out of five, which may or may not be enough. I don't know. Abstract. The fuck? Our brains are marvelous machines, yet most of us have no idea how they actually work. This is the goal of the author, John Medina, in his book with a ridiculously long title. Brain Rules, 12 Principles for Surviving and Thriving at Work, Home and School. He investigates and examines a huge pile of studies to form a 12th section guide that aims to introduce us to the main operating mechanisms of our grey matter. By doing so, Professor Medina wants to expose us to better ways to process information which can potentially help us improve our lives and especially at work and, and school. The core idea. Once you realize what are the main needs of our brains on an atomic level, you'll better understand why sitting in a chair for eight hours straight seems like an impossible feat and why we doze off in the middle of a presentation. Our brains evolved to survive in the wilderness, not in cubicles. <laughs> By getting to know our fundamental desires, how our brains actually work, and what they need to thrive, we can better tackle the problems we face in the modern world. Highlights. Add a dose of emotion to what you're trying to teach to make it easier for others to learn. We need to expose ourselves again and again to import information if we want to remember it for longer. I'm sorry to important information, if we want to remember it for longer. Stress and the lack of control hurts people emotionally and not only physically. Something to add here is, just because we are talking about learning, uh, very recently Andrew Huberman from the Huberman Lab podcast, um, professor at Stanford University, um, also having... Uh, a teaching role there, as far as I know, and his lab. Um, he published an episode fully on learning and uh, new, well, quote-unquote, new findings on learning and what we can do to improve our learning. And um, just because I'm reading emotions here, 
him saying, add a dose of emotion to what you're trying to teach to make it easy for others to learn. Yes, um, when emotions are evolved, we learn better. Um, on one hand, on the other hand, something very specific is when adrenaline is added, we learn better. When we're having some traumatic experiences, mostly something negative. Well, because it is traumatic. Anyway, <laughs> we do only need one fucking repetition to remember what happened. Or we completely forget about that. But let's um, assume we remember. And most often, it just has to happen once. And we remember it. Part of it, and this is proven through some mechanism in some way, and Huberman talked about how it was proven in his podcast, um, that adrenaline plays a huge role when you're trying to minimize the repetition cycles that you need for learning something. Which means, when you want to learn something, add adrenaline. So how can we do that? There are two main ways that he was talking about and i think two main ways that just make sense of course um you can inject adrenaline which then i think is an epipen i do not recommend doing so on the other hand you can drink caffeine post learning just you know right after learning drinking caffeine to spike your adrenaline or um taking a cold shower or something similar like um having your arm to like maybe your full arm even in some very cold water um ice water even and so on and so forth to just spark your fucking adrenaline which apparently makes learning easier or it just reduces the cycles you need to remember something so right after you've learned something spike adrenaline which was his recommendation um period also because we need to expose ourselves again and again to import to important information if we want to remember it for longer. Repetition is a technique that worked and will always work for learning things. Um, the problem is it may just take so many repetitions that it's just you know unbearable or it just does not work, period. Um, and this is why it makes sense to use the technique explained before. Um, but repetition will make you learn quite everything for some people it just takes kind of an unlimited amount of time which then is a reason for like why it quote-unquote doesn't work and people cannot quote-unquote learn this particular thing lesson one exercise can boost your brain power um yes true as well huberman was also talking about that in his podcast episodes but um Multiple episodes up to this point. Lesson one, exercise can boost your brain power. Lesson two, we have three brains in our heads. Lesson three, we are uh, we are bad at recalling and remembering information. Four, stressed brains are sick more often. And fifth, 12 rules guide the brain. We associate workers with nice apps, morning runs with a healthy lifestyle, tabata sessions with online influencers, but there is more. Physical exercise can also boost your brain power. Yes, in addition to shaping your body and fitting into last year's genes, regular physical activities can also improve your cognitive skills and help you become a better decision maker. How is this possible? To understand this, we need to observe for a moment the requirements for human life to be preserved. Our survival requirements, I'm sorry, 
requires the following three things. Food, water, and fresh air. That is basically it. However, these three have different consequences for our bodies. As mentioned in the book, you can live for 30 days or so without, without food, and you can go for a week or so without drinking water. Your brain, however, is so active that it cannot go without oxygen for more than five fucking minutes without risking serious and permanent damage. Unless you're drained and you um, are some diver. You know, there are certain techniques how you can Im um, improve in not having to, to breathe for an extended amount of time, um, so on and so forth. Or in other words, oxygen is a vital ingredient for our bodies and a couple of minutes without this precious element can cause instant death. So how is this related to physical activities? Simple. When you move, you improve your oxygen consumption. The more and the better you consume oxygen, the better your brain operates. The scientific explanation is rather complex and I prefer to reframe from adding, I'm sorry, refrain from adding even more complexity to it. But in one sentence, I can say that blood flow increases when we move regularly, which helps us make new blood vessels. These new blood vessels improve the overall performance of our body, including how fast and well we think. So workout doesn't only improve your physical fitness, it also makes you smarter. Besides, we have only recently started driving cars and flying to other countries. Before that, taking into account the timeline of our whole existence as a species for the majority of our time we walked, so if you are not regularly moving your body, you are preventing it from doing what it was designed to do, which is moving. A lifetime of exercise can result in a sometimes astonishing elevation in cognitive performance compared with those who are sedentary, which is a quote by John Medina himself. Um, I, I Well, I don't know. We all know some very old people that um, are still very young and also very sharp, um, and a lot of people then say or they themselves say that it is due to them being physically active up into their old age. Huberman, as I said before, was also talking about sports and um, what it has to do with learning. And there are two other, maybe even three, I do not really remember mechanisms, um, to you know, look for when it comes to this topic, when it comes to exercise and um, the brain. Um, and up to this point, lifting weights was not confirmed to, at least in one way, so there are two ways, and in one way, I guess, do not remember correctly, um, it, it wasn't confirmed that it is doing the same thing, but through the other mechanism, it should also work the same way. And it kind of is also supposed to work in that way. But cardiovascular um, activity, I guess it was 180 minutes per week of, what is it, like mid, um, you know, you can hold a conversation with someone by doing cardio. But um, yeah, this is like the 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 um, intensity of what this exercise should look like these exercises. On the other hand, um, there are also some animal studies and um, animals that, for whatever reason, don't remember, but um, they kind of get sedentary and they just don't do anything. Then they don't move, they don't do whatever. Um, 
maybe they do not even eat or they are having like um, some uh, food eaten prior, enough food eaten prior so they can survive these periods of time where they're just sedentary and then maybe even up to their death. I don't remember. I don't even know the animal anymore. But the point is um, they start digesting their own brain because they're not moving, which is insane if you're thinking about it. So um, I don't want to say that this is also what happens to human beings when we are not moving, but um, I don't know. Moving your body also activates the brain. So, you know, if you're not using any of this, might not be that good. But yeah. Lesson two, we have three brains in our heads. This is what we're going through the next time, I think. And yeah, up until then, I wish you a good week, a good day, a good night or whatever. And I'll see you the next time. Bye-bye.